0: Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hello. Welcome to episode 76 of the Money Love Podcast. We are back from the beach this week, back from the baby moon. We had a very relaxing week in Florida last week, just relaxing in the 30A area, just sitting on the beach and reading and eating good food and just taking it easy. It was a really amazing week, but I'm very happy to be back at it this week. There's something amazing about being on vacation, but I don't know if you experience this, but normally once I get to the end of a vacation, like the last day or so, I always really do get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to just get back into my routine and ready to just really get back at it. So we're back. And I just want to say too (laughs) that last week we had a little bit of a mishap and a mix up on the podcast. I was doing some work. While we were at the beach, probably wasn't my best decision to be working while I was on vacation mode. Pregnancy brain, I accidentally uploaded the unedited audio file of last week's episode. And so I know that some of you have reached out to me and said, the podcast sounded a little weird last week. And I just want to apologize. I caught the mistake early, but by the time I caught it, there were still a couple hundred of you that had already listened to the episode. So if you listened to the unedited file last week and the intro and the outro were missing, and obviously it just didn't sound as polished as normal, that's why, and that's what happened. But I guess that kind of gave those of you who got to listen to it a little behind the scenes of what it's actually like recording a podcast. I really wish that I could just sit down and just let these ideas flow out of my brain, totally succinct and with no errors and with no pauses and not having to mispronounce things and start over. But that's just not the reality. I always sit down and I record an episode and I have to stop and pause and gather my thoughts. And then I have to go and I have to edit it so that when you guys are hearing it, it just sounds like one long, succinct. Conversation that you and I are having, but the reality is that's not actually how it sounds when I'm recording it. So, sorry about that. That's what happened. But this week in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a very, very important topic. This is one that I really want you to take to heart and listen to over and over if you really need to take in what we're going to talk about here. We're going to be talking about your financial BFF today and what that is, or rather, who she is. And how we can use this as a tool to guide the decisions that you make with the entire flow of money in your life with how you receive money, which is earning money, how you have money, which is saving money and managing money, and how you release money, which releasing money is how you spend money. That's the entire flow of money, receiving, having, and releasing. And so when we look at that entire flow of money, There's so many choices and decisions that we have to make in those three areas, and your financial BFF can always be your guiding light in all of those areas. This concept is something that we talk a lot about also in Overcoming Overspending, and I want to invite you to join us. You have a little over a week, about nine days left to join us as a founding member and to get that lowest rate possible when you join. So come April 1st, the investment to join is going to go up by $300 permanently. And I don't want you to miss out on those savings if you're considering joining us. So if you have questions about the program, what's included, how much does it cost, what do you get about the coaching calls, all that good stuff, go to overcomingoverspending.com. It's spelled just how it sounds and you can find all of the details there, and you can also find all of the links on that page to join us, make your payment, and get going inside of the program, all right? So join us, you have nine days left. I want as many of you to join as a founding member and get those savings as possible. Okay, so your financial BFF, what is it? Who is it? Your financial BFF is your future self. It's the version of you that is five years down the road, 10 years down the road, even 20 to 30 years down the road. She's an older and a more mature version of you. She is a wiser, more experienced version of you. And she's also a wealthier version of you. She is the version of you that is your compass, your GPS that you can reference to guide and direct the decisions that you are making in every area of your life, but especially with your finances. So going back to the flow of money, receiving money, having money, releasing money. Like I said, there's so many choices to be made across all of those areas. And sometimes it can be really overwhelming. And we stress about making the right choice and about following all the rules and all the money shoulds and shouldn'ts. But instead of using all the rules and all of what we think we should be doing to guide our decision-making process with our finances, I think that your future self, your financial BFF, is actually the biggest guiding force that you can have that will help you create what you truly desire. So thinking about your future self is something that we do a lot with an overcoming overspending. And every week we have a live coaching call for students. And this past week, last Tuesday, someone on the call said, I don't really feel super connected to my future self. I feel like I'm not very inspired by her. And actually her question was my inspiration to do this podcast episode this week. When she asked that question, I just thought, I know that she's feeling that way, and so many other people are feeling that way, and this is something that we absolutely have to talk about. And I told her, listen, the reason you don't feel connected or inspired by your future self is because you just don't know who she is. You're not going to feel guided or inspired by something that you don't understand and that you don't know on a deep level. It's the same thing with our relationship with other people, right? We don't feel connected to strangers. We don't feel intimate with people who are just acquaintances to us because we don't really know much about them or anything about them. But the more that we get to know another person, the more that we learn about them, the more specifics that we can get on who they are and what makes them tick and what type of person that they are, the more connected and intimate we will feel to them. And so I told her, listen, nothing is wrong with you because you don't feel connected or inspired by your future self. It's not like you're broken because of that. You just don't know her yet. You haven't taken the time to understand her on a deep level. And so, of course, you can't tap into her to have her guide you when you're not really even sure who she is. And maybe you feel the same way, as this student felt. And if you do, I want you to know that you're not alone. A lot of people feel that way for a good reason. And I want to talk about why so many of us feel very disconnected from our future selves before we get into how we can actually create that connection with her and actually use her as a guide and as a tool and have her become our financial BFF. So first, it is important to remember that thinking about your future self and really thinking about her in a loving, positive, inspiring, and motivating way isn't something that is going to come naturally to you or to me or to any of us. Now, there's a couple reasons for this. The first is that our thinking, our feeling, our habits, and our actions that we take are mostly run and controlled by your primitive caveman brain that is always concerned With instant gratification and doing what feels good in this present moment. Your primitive brain is not concerned with your future self because, frankly, it couldn't care less about your future self and what's in her benefit. Your primitive brain only cares about the here and now. And in addition to that, your primitive brain is also going to be very focused on the past because the past is efficient. So remember how I tell you that your primitive brain is always going to be operating within the confines of the motivational triad, those three main jobs that it has. Seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. Those are the three most important things that your primitive brain is going to focus on because those three things are the most important to ensure survival. And survival is your primitive brain's number one job. Now, like I said, your primitive brain is past-focused. And this is because of the part where it wants to be efficient, because the past is efficient. The past has happened. There's black and white, crystal clear evidence that your brain can point to in the past. Your primitive brain doesn't like thinking about the future in a specific and a detailed way because that's not efficient. (laughs) Thinking about the future in a specific and detailed way is the opposite of being efficient. Thinking about the specifics of the future, about something that hasn't happened yet, actually takes a lot of energy and a lot of focus. It's challenging and it's difficult to do. And so your brain is going to avoid that at all costs if it can. And lastly, your primitive brain is wired for negativity and scarcity. It is wired to catastrophize the future and to be in that black and white, all or nothing thinking. And so for many of us, when we're thinking about the future, We actually don't get super specific on what we want and what we desire and what could go right and all the possibility, but we do get really detailed and specific on what could go wrong, where we could fall short, where we could get hurt or harmed, what goals we're not going to hit, right? And again, if your brain does this, there's nothing wrong with you. My brain does this. This just means that your brain is doing what it's been designed to do because Focusing on what could go wrong and thinking about all the challenges and all the obstacles, that's actually very helpful thinking for your brain to be doing to ensure your survival. At least that's what your brain thinks, right? And so I find that for myself and a lot of my students, we do think about the future sometimes, but it's more of like a daydream type of thinking. It's not super specific. There's not a lot of detail attached to it. I find that when we tend to think about the future, we think about it in very general terms. And it's more so of like, a oh, well, wouldn't that be nice if I could have that? Or wouldn't it be nice if life was that way? But then you snap back to it and your primitive brain that lives in a pool of negativity and scarcity takes over and it's like, yeah, but that's never going to happen. We're not smart enough for that. We're not capable enough for that. We don't deserve to live a life that lavish or that healthy or that abundant. And so when we're thinking about the future and our future self, we don't think about it in terms that are very detailed or specific because we don't really believe that it's possible to have it. And this is because so many of us just aren't simply managing our minds. We're not thinking on purpose. And when we're not thinking on purpose, your brain, your primitive brain, is just going to be like a toddler running around the house unsupervised with a knife. (laughs) right? It's a very scary and unsafe situation all around. When you're living this way, you're just going to keep repeating your past because your brain will always, always try to bring your past into your future. Because even if your past isn't great and you don't love what's happened in your past, your brain doesn't care about that. Your brain cares that your past is efficient, that it's certain because it's happened, and that it's familiar. And your primitive brain is more concerned with comfort and pleasure and pulling your past into the future because that's what feels safe, and it's not really super concerned about your growth or your ultimate potential into the future. So if you're someone who says, I don't feel very connected to my future self, I don't feel like I know her, I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about her, you are absolutely not alone. Your brain is going to fight you every step of the way. Your brain is always going to direct you to the past and the present because that's all it really cares about. It's also going to direct you to all of the things that could possibly go wrong, everything that you need to be worried about, everything that you need to be concerned about. It's not naturally going to direct you to think about, yeah, but what is possible? What results can I go out and create? What is the happiest, healthiest, most abundant version of my life that I could go out and live? What does that look like specifically? When I ask my clients, what do you want? A lot of them can't answer that question because again, they've never given thought to it. And so that's what we're going to talk about for the rest of the episode. Being able to answer this question of what you want Is one of the most important things to ensuring that you actually can go out and get it and create it. You cannot create a life that you can't even describe to yourself, that you can't even articulate. Remember, I've used this analogy before, but this is the equivalent of going on a road trip and getting in your car and saying, I know where I am, but I don't really know where I wanna go. And you just start driving, and it's like, well, wherever I end up, that's where I'm gonna end up. As opposed to knowing, no, I know exactly where I'm trying to get to. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I want to get to my friend's house in Los Angeles, California, and knowing exactly where you are and where you're trying to get to and having a clear path in GPS to get you there. So that is why your future self is your financial BFF. You can turn to her to guide you and inform every single decision that you are making with your money. You can look to her and you can gain clarity on how you earn and receive money, how you have and manage your money, and also how you spend and release your money. But she isn't just going to find her way to you. You have to go out and you have to find her. You have to uncover her. Because of all of the things that we just talked about, your brain is going to be focused on your past, not your future. When it does think of your future, it's going to think of your future at a very high level, in a very general sense, but then it's just going to knock you right back down and it's going to start giving you all of the reasons why you can't become her. Getting to know your future self is not the natural place that your brain is going to take you. So you have to make time for this. You have to purposefully create your future self through your thinking, and you have to get painfully specific on who she is and what she looks like. Because the more specific you are, about who she is, the clearer she is to you in your mind, the easier it will be to make sure that she actually becomes a reality. Like I said, when you are so clear on who she is and what her life looks like, that version of you can guide and inform every single money decision that you're making in present day. It becomes really simple because you get to evaluate all of your choices through the lens of what is the choice that's going to take me closer to her? And then the discipline becomes making choice after choice after choice that gets you closer and closer and closer to her until she actually becomes your reality. So here's how we start the process of getting to know your financial BFF. The first thing I want you to give some thought to is the question of what do you want? Now, notice that I didn't ask you what is realistic. I didn't ask you what do you think you can create. (laughs) I didn't ask you, what do you think that you deserve? I asked you, what do you want? Another way I do this sometimes is I'll say, in a perfect world, if you could have whatever you want, what would you want? If you removed the doubt, if you removed the confusion, if you removed the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and the judgment, if you removed the question of the possibility of it actually happening and you just answered what do i really want stripping all of that away and you allowed the answers just to bubble up you had the courage to let the answer come to you what actually comes up for you allow yourself to be surprised allow yourself to be delighted just answer the question like nothing is off limits and there's no future version of your life that isn't possible for you to go out and create When you're doing this, I want you to block off 30 minutes to an hour for this. Go somewhere quiet, peaceful, where you can really think and dream and be alone without distraction. Also, have something where you can document this. You can write it down. You can put it in the notes app in your phone. You can do a voice memo, but just let your thoughts pour out of you unfiltered. Also, when you're doing this and you're answering this question, I want you to drop all of the questions and all of the expectations on how you think that this should look, and how you're going to make it happen. I know that your brain wants to go to the how. The first thing your brain is going to ask you is, yeah, but how am I going to make all of this come true? Do not worry about the how right now. The how isn't your responsibility or your concern at this point in time. The how will come to you in time. It always does. But this process isn't about worrying about the how it's about getting super clear on what you want for yourself in the future. Also, the timeline doesn't matter. When you think about your future self and you start this process, what are you naturally drawn to in terms of a timeline? How far in the future are we talking? Are we talking five years, 10 years, 20 years? I know for me, when I'm thinking about future page, I usually do this process in terms of ages. So, Right now I'm 32. And when I think about the future version of Paige that guides present self Paige, that version of Paige is 40. It's 40-year-old Paige that I look to to guide me on all of my choices. So I know 40-year-old Paige really well. Like I said, we are BFFs. Even though I know that she is me, In a sense, she also doesn't seem like me in a way because she is a very different version of who I am today. So it almost feels like she is a mentor to me or an older sister to me that I turn to for advice. She's someone that I look up to, someone that I admire. She's the person that I want to be, but I am also aware that it's up to me in this present moment to make sure that she becomes a reality. That everything she wants and desires, she is able to have because I, in this present moment, took the steps to create it for her and to put those things into motion for her. But again, in order to do that, I have to know her like the back of my hand. And I do. She is so clear to me. When I close my eyes, I can see her. I know what she looks like. I know what her day-to-day looks like. I know what her house looks like. I know the car she drives. I know how many kids she has and how old they are and their genders and their names. I know what her business looks like. I know how much she works. I know how many people she employs. I know what her friendships look like. I know what her closet looks like. I know the type of foods that she eats. I am so deeply connected and intimate with who she is. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to block off 30 minutes to an hour to get really specific. On your future self. And I want you to answer these questions about your future self. Again, however far into the future you want to think, there's no right timeline. It's just whatever feels best to you. So when you think about your future self, first, how old is she when you're imagining her? Where does she live? City, state, country. What is her living situation? Describe it in detail. Does she live in a house, a condo, an apartment? a flat, a van, describe that living situation. What does it look like? How many rooms does it have? What does the kitchen look like? What do the bathrooms look like? What features does she have in her home? What rooms are in her house? Does she have an office, a workout room? Is there a pool in the backyard? What does her family situation look like? Is she married? If she is, describe the partner in detail, whether it's your current partner that you're with now or a new partner. Does she have children? How many children does she have? What are the ages and the genders and the names of her children? What about her friends? How often does she talk to her friends? How often does she see her friends? What role do her friendships play in her life? What about other relationships in her life? Does she have any coaches, any mentors, any spiritual leaders that play an important role in her life? Who are they and what does she learn from them? What does she do for a living? How does she earn money? Where does she work? What is her title? What are the hours that she works? What are her responsibilities in her day-to-day job? How does she dress? Where does she shop? What do the items in her closet look like? What does her day-to-day look like? What time does she wake up? Does she have any habits or routines that she does every day? What time does she go to bed at night? How much sleep does she get each night? How about what she eats? What type of food does she eat? Where does she buy her food? Does she cook at home? Does she eat out? Does she make her food? Does somebody else make her food for her? What types of restaurants does she eat at? What's her financial situation? Again, very important to get specific here. How much money does she earn on an annual basis? Where is that money coming from? How much is her house worth? How much debt does she have? How much does she have in her checking account, and her savings accounts? How much does she have in her retirement accounts, and her investment accounts? Does she have any other investments, like real estate investments? What is her credit score? What financial tools does she use? Where does she bank? How does she give away money? Does she donate it to certain causes or charities that matter to her? How is she able to help others with her financial resources? What kind of car or cars does she have and does she drive? What are the makes and the models and the colors? How does she travel? Where does she go? And what time of year? Who does she go with? How does she get there? What kind of accommodations does she take when she's traveling? What are her other hobbies? What are the things that she enjoys doing in her free time or the things that she just does to unwind? What is her education or other certifications that she has? And how is she using that knowledge in her day to day? These are questions that you can start to ask. That will help you get very specific on what her external world looks like. But then just as importantly, we also need to get super specific and clear on what her internal world looks like, specifically around money. And so to uncover this, we can start to ask questions like, what are the beliefs that guide her day-to-day choices with money? Are her thoughts and beliefs about money mostly positive or mostly negative? How abundant and free does she feel around her financial resources and her situation? What does she believe to be true about money and the role that it plays in her life? How does she feel about receiving money? How easy is it for her to save money, to invest money? How does she feel when she spends money and releases money? What is her general emotional state and well-being like on a day-to-day basis? That's not a comprehensive list, but it should definitely get you started and get you going. I know all of these answers for 40-year-old Paige. I could tell you to this level of detail what she is going to be like because that version of her is the version of myself that will be living the reality of what it is that I truly desire and not what I think that my life should look like based off the rules and the judgments from society or other people, but it's what I truly desire. And listen, the point of this exercise is not to get it exactly correct. Like I realize that 40-year-old Paige might not look exactly like the future version of myself that I've created in my mind, and that's okay, but I bet you she will be pretty close. And I'll be a lot closer to what I truly desire at 40 by knowing this and having this crystal clear vision guiding my decisions over the next eight years than if she didn't exist at all. Some people don't want to do this work because they don't think it's realistic. They doubt their power. They deny the autonomy over the things in life that they can control. And they're so focused on what they can't control. They're like, yeah, but you just can't control what's going to happen to you. And yeah, I mean, of course, there's so many things in the world that we cannot control and that we can't manipulate, and we really shouldn't spend our time trying to. But there are just as many things that we can control. Our thoughts, our emotional well-being, our habits, our day-to-day choices, our routines, our activities. There is a lot that we can't control, yes, but there's just as much, if not more, that we can control. And what's the harm in just getting super clear on your future self and who she is? Like, why not? Some people don't dare get this specific and clear and bold to declare what they want because they don't want to be disappointed if they don't create it. And what I want you to hear is, A, no one has to know this future version of yourself other than you. Like, yes, it's so important that you know her on a deep and intimate level, but no one else has to if you're not comfortable sharing that with other people. And B, I guarantee that you stand a much better chance of making sure that she actually becomes a reality the more specific that you can get on who she is and what she has, rather than just staying in a place of timidity and trying to protect yourself from disappointment. Not dreaming big because you don't want to be disappointed is just... Guaranteeing the disappointment ahead of time. Have you ever thought about that? Like, you cannot go out and expect to create results and live a life that you can't even describe to yourself. It's not going to happen. Remember, just be honest and bold and true with what you want. Do not worry about the judgment of others. This exercise is not about other people, it's about you. And also remember, we're not concerned with the how right now. The how isn't your concern at this very moment. Your only job in this moment is to hold the belief that what you truly want and desire is possible for you, that this life and this future version of you isn't just some far-off fantasy. It can be the life that you are living in five years, 10 years, 20 years. And here's the beautiful part. Once you have this vision of future you, she will become someone who you are continually looking to and referencing for inspiration, guidance, and clarity. Every decision that you make with your finances can be evaluated through, does this move me closer to her or farther away from her? But you have to know who she is in order to answer that question. This can be especially true with the way that we spend our money. Every purchase you make informs yourself of who you are and also where you're going. Spending your money can actually be a tool for shifting the way that you see yourself. A beautiful thing happens when you are tapped into your future self and you align your spending to your next level self. And you use your spending in a way to support your highest life goals. When you do that, you can start spending or taking actions with your money as somebody at your next level, which will help you elevate to that next level more quickly. This is why your financial BFF is your future self the wiser, more experienced, wealthier version of you. She is out there and she wants to help you. She wants to guide you. And the truth is she is depending on you. She isn't going to be possible without, A, you going out and intentionally uncovering who she is. Like I said, your brain isn't just going to naturally lead you to her. You have to go uncover her. You have to find her. But once you've done that, It's then your job to continually be getting to know her as deeply as you can and basing all of your choices, but especially your choices with money, on making sure that she becomes a reality. All right, guys, that is what I have for you this week, your financial BFF. Please do this exercise. Do it, do it, do it. And again, If you are needing help with applying everything that we talk about on the podcast here, come join us in overcoming overspending. Nine days left to save yourself $300. Founding member rate, it's never going to be this low again. Come April 1st, it's going up. You get the entire online program, you get the student community, you get live weekly coaching calls with me where you can come get supported. It's truly where we take all of these concepts and we transform your spending habits, again, to make sure that this future version of you that you have imagined actually becomes a reality. Your spending can create her because she can inform your spending and your financial decisions in the present day. So again, go to overcomingoverspending.com, get you all the details, join us there, snag your $300 off. Can't wait to see so many of you in there. Have a fantastic week. I love you all. I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long you'll have money back in your pocket you will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun the best part is it's 100 risk-free You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.